my name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. And my name is Rico. I am the dungeon master for season three of the campaign. All right, are we ready? Yes, I am ready for a. Deborah's Diary. Dear Diary, in our last episode, Gelsira and Neith went to the weaponsmith, and Gelsira learned that the weaponsmith is a bastard. The weapons master, because we came from smith to master, bribes the constable of Aspasia. <laughs> Neith attempts to pick a lock and fails abysmally, and then pouts a lot. However, Galsira manages to get more gold from the Armorsmith. Armorsmith, that's the word that's on my paper. <laughs> Good job. Galsira orders an eye patch with studs and um, the symbol of Ares on it. So we're going to see how that turns out. That'd be pretty cool. Neith throws a tantrum. <laughs> Because that's what Nate does. As she is wont to do. And Gelsira sends Cedric off to look for crime, which he still doesn't actually know what he's looking for. But he pretends awful hard. So good job, Cedric. Nate continues to throw her tantrum and pick some easy locks and something explodes. Cool. Vince starts, <laughs> <laughs> Vince starts to compose a new song. And Ari, Vince, Electo, and the Muses go to the Tiny Dumpling. Our party finally meets Hecate at the Wizard's Gill, and Ari fills Vincefield in with all the doings of the party. Vince's BS detector, however, does not go off as Ari is talking. The party portals to Therium make a giant circle where fonts of magic start erupting as our party attempts to reestablish the city of Therium to keep the boar at bay. Let's see if our party is successful in this episode of Some Would Play. Uh, that's about exactly what happened. Yep. Nailed it. So you all are at the fonts. I'm downtown. Hecate instructed you guys that you need to craft Therium can look like anything you want it to look like it's a magic city that is basically the gate to the boar so you guys were getting ready to each add your own section of theorem the last week you guys had homework where i had you think about what you wanted your theorem to look like so does anybody or is anybody ready to craft their section of theorem to put buildings or anything into it Everybody's looking at me like, nope, we didn't do our homework. <laughs> <laughs> I can come um, up with Excuse me. I did my homework. Oh, hey, all right. Well, then we will let you go first since you did your homework. And then I will copy yeah. your answers. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with you. All right. Well, Vince would, uh, he wants to rebuild back in a way in which culture and music and the arts are just equally all intertwined with all the buildings, so on and so forth. Uh, Plenty of places where people can stand up and perform, like for like small stages for street musicians, things like that, or other callers. Uh, once places like that would have access to essentially community gardens where like fruit trees would be planted to different times of the year, the townspeople could just come and pick the uh, fruits down, so on and so forth. Same with like other little vegetables, so on and so forth. Think about it like the elves from Lord of the Rings, but kind of more modern. What's a Lord of the Rings? Are we married? 
Bro, I even have a Lord of the Rings tattoo. It's a bit. Okay, we'll fight about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, that's... this episode, we no longer have Ari. Yeah. But yeah, we just want to combine like basically sustainable living and culture and everything into the architecture as it's rebuilt. And what side of town would you like these gardens and this entertainment district? There are two sides of town. There is a north side and a south side of town. The south side. All right. And the south side of town was the Aries side of town. Not Aries, the Hades side of town. Ooh, that's going to look really, really cool. Sweet. So you start finger-fucking the Aether. I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) And you begin crafting your arts district and your sustainable gardens. There are beautiful pear trees and an olive field, and there are succulent fruit trees. There are a couple amphitheaters that pop up that are lined with grapevines, and there is like an open seating area of beautiful black marble benches and marble stone where people can stand and sit and watch. And as you're crafting this portion of Therium, you see that materializes from the ground. It looks like souls coming up out of the ground and they begin to take a, you know, corporeal form, bipedal humans, elves, half elves, humans, half orcs, things of that nature. And you guys hear a loud gonging sound off in the distance that echoes off of the walls of the town and into the mountains. And you guys hear a rather large roar slash squeal coming from the mountains. It's back? Already? Yeah, it's already back. We're going to have to kill this thing again. No, you're not. You're building its cage right now. We're going well to kill this thing yeah. again. Nicely done. That's a nice little portion of Ethereum. Yeah. It's way better than what it used to be. Well, thank you. It used to be terrible. It wasn't great. <laughs> yes, it was. Don't let them lie to you. It was fantastic. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. They're just haters. <laughs> now it's more beautiful. Ari, do you have an idea what yours is going to look like? I have some sort of idea. Do you want to go? No, you can go. I'm going to create like an arts and music district. (laughs) (laughs) Another one? No, I'm going to go on the north side of town. How much space are we working with here? Like as much space as you want. Okay. Well, I don't want to make, I want to make like a residential area with like uh, little houses, you know, nice places for the magic people to live in. Um, I don't think they had that last time, you know, places to live. Uh, I want to have a, 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 a couple inns, you know, some nice Ooh, inns, okay. um, you know, complete with taverns, you know, on the ground level. You know, we're talking, you know. Are the inns and the taverns combined? Yes. Sweet. So, like, there's a tavern on the bottom level and then an inn where you oh, stay the night. Oh, story Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff there. I want some doctor's offices. I'm not an asshole. These are magic people, but come on, let's keep up appearances. You're going to be weirded out so if like you walk in. So, like, apothecary? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know wherever a doctor, our doctors exist. Uh, I was going to say hospital, and I was like, that probably doesn't yeah, exist. They, I mean, you could create an apothecary where there would be, like, healers and stuff. Okay, do that. <laughs> Fingering the shit out of this mana. <laughs> <laughs> Double handing it. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, definitely, well, no. Um, let's see. What other kinds of staples do we need? Should we build something that has, like, natural defenses to protect the town? Like ramparts or something. We don't have to. I didn't have that the first time. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Um, it's just like the city itself just magically locks the boar away. I'd also okay. like. I'd also for, like for there to be like some sort of ranch with like magic animals, like goats. What kind of magic you know, animals. Goats magic and, goats and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. Goats with horns, just cool. Oh horns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those curly horn goats, if those exist in this world. <laughs> Yeah, of course they do. And I want them to have like um in that in that area like a, a a cliff that they could like stand on very awkwardly and fucking unsettlingly, like goats do. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I heard that if there's, if there's a ninety two degree incline, they can stand. They can on climb it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like that's that's almost straight up, but like you know not quite straight up. And they're like, "Fuck yeah, I can stand on this wall." And it's like, "What are you talking about? How do you do that?" I want that to happen. <laughs> okay. 
It's like, you know, it's like a little play area for them where they just stand on the side of a wall and look at you like, I don't know how I got up here, but I'm up here now. And you're like, I don't know how you got up there either. How did you get up there? I need, let's go back in time so I can watch how this happened. Okay, that's that's what I'm constructing. And this is on the north side of town? Yeah. The Zeus side of town? All right. So you craft a couple two-story taverns and inns. Those are built magically out of the mana. They curl and entwine. You see white marble pillars that form. And on the west side of town, where the original gate of Therium was, your stone mountain wall becomes the new gate into Therium. It is at a beautiful 92-degree incline that arches and has an opening where people and carts can go through. You hear some bleeding of some goats as they pop and materialize onto the mountain, some on the ground, some on the wall, some at the top. And then, you know, the goats continue to bleat. And let's see, the goat rock wall, the inns and the taverns. Oh, the apothecary. It's important. Where the old temple of Zeus used to be springs up a very nice three-story apothecary it's about as big as the temple used to be but instead of like a zeus lightning bolt there is the symbol of the snake intertwined around the staff with heads going both directions and then a large bell forms on the top of it and then descending from the heavens you see winged angels touch down to the ground and then take corporeal forms that look like normal people nice and then you start to hear the hustle and bustle of people walking around in and out of the apothecary the goats playing on the rock wall which is now the gate to therium so people coming in and out can see the weird goats mm-hmm. I'll yep love it. that's the first thing they see when they come into therium is a 92 degree <laughs> angled wall with goats climbing on the top of it and walking back and forth with a couple of his fruit trees branched out of the side nice nice And then people start going in and out of the inns and the taverns. So you've created a nice leisurely district of of Ethereum on the north side of town. So now the north side and the south side have equal amounts of buildings. It's beautiful. Well done. Nice. Well done. Swish. Swish. (laughs) Oh, you also built uh, some houses. Residences. Residences, yeah. So that goes further east of the taverns and the inns like it's the furthest district east before it goes out of therium you know where the governor and governess's mansions used to be mm-hmm. this is where the north side of the residential quarters begin to form so you see houses begin to pop up and dot and go outwards um where people could live dope well done Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Ethereum's coming or coming along pretty nicely. It is. It, it's looking it's looking so nice. Superfly. Superfly. Your turn, Neith. What would you like your part of Ethereum to look like? What would you like Ethereum to have? So Neith is getting a little homesick. Like she's thinking about her own home a lot. You don't during have this. A home. I used to. We don't know that. Someday maybe I'll go back, but you know, they try to kill me. Um, so Neith would like to create some pyramids. Okay. But not like not like great big giant ones, but like ones almost like the size of a building, like buildings. Sure. Okay. So like, like make a, them functional. Like a Feel smaller like- scale of the Great Pyramids of Giza, but Yeah. Okay. I feel like we learned previously that you're Egyptian. Well, you learned that I, I read hieroglyphics. <clears throat> yep, you're Egyptian. I can I can read hieroglyphs, and um, what side of town are these on? The Egyptian side. <laughs> you got the north side and the south side. These would be on the well, yeah. These would be on the south side. The Hades side. Yes. Nice. So yes, side. definitely on the south side, and like one of them would be like a weapons type shop smith. Oh, okay. One would be like an armory. Um, practical. 
Yes, very practical. But the only ornamentation is somewhere around there. Um, actually also creating a sphinx in there. Neith isn't that creative. <laughs> That's about as far as Neith gets. Sphinx. Will it ask like, the riddle? Weapons, armor. Could we also erect a tower in the middle of town that is multiple stories high, but each story is like a temple to one of the different gods in the pantheon? Yeah, you could have, but your turn's over. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hardcore. So pyramids begin to sprout forth from the ground. You guys feel the ground shake. There is some crumbling. And the pyramids begin to build themselves out of this black onyx-like stone that glistens in the sun and uh, shines on the Hades side of town. And as the pyramids are built, there is a large opening facing the street. And one has a big, large wooden banner for, you know, a weapon shop. A second exact, it looks exactly the same as the first pyramid with an armor sign, like a shield and swords crossed behind it. And then the Sphinx rises up above or between the two pyramids standing up on its hind legs with one claw on one pyramid building behind it, the other claw on the other pyramid building behind it. So it's like nestled between the two and seems to be holding itself up above on these these two black onyx pyramids. And then behind each of the shops, you know, forges begin to materialize and appear, you know, the working spaces that they would need. And coming up from the ground are these souls that begin to take a corporeal form and start working their way into the pyramids. And then much like when Vince was done with his, you hear the boar roar and squeal in the background there's a loud gong that echoes through ethereum oh matt i forgot to mention that happened when it when you did yours as well so this is the third time he has yeah, squealed. this is oh, the that, third time the boar is squealed with a loud that bitch, gong that bitch boy squealing and i cast kill boar you don't have that spell yet <laughs> that was it right that was all you had that's all i had Okay. Well, the boar cuts loose and destroys everything. No, it doesn't. Because then Electo and the Muses fill in the rest of the city with additional residential areas, a governor's mansion, a a governess's mansion. So two mansions uh, spring forth from the ground, one on the north side, one on the south side of town. Jelsira crafts an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> she would, totally. Uh, it's a big, giant longhouse that spans across both districts, <laughs> the east and the west. I'm sorry, the north and the south. So half of it is black marble. The other half of it is white marble. And it just says buffet running along <laughs> the entire length of the front of the building. That's fair. I don't know if that's what Jelsira would make, but absolutely, I am. She would make, yeah, DM privilege here. And <laughs> then after Jelsira is done crafting, there is a fourth gong, a fourth squeal, and then you guys hear rattling off in the distance of large chains. It sounds like large chains that may or may not be constricting the boar in its arena. Nice. And then the magic fonts begin to um, dissipate. The mana goes back into the font, and the font crumbles into the ground. And then Hecate walks forward, like through the gate of Therium. And there is a large ripple effect that goes through the entirety of Therium and the town. And Therium has been recreated in its entirety in the vision that you guys have for it. The people that are walking around the town, those of you that are familiar with Therium, you know that on the Hades side of town, these are demons and souls. And on the Zeus side of town, these are angels from Olympus. So you now have a nice bustling live Therium. Beautiful. Nice. Good job. Holding the boar. And no roller coasters. No, no roller coasters because you didn't create any. 
Well, I wouldn't, nothing was I wouldn't stopping know you from what doing they it. Were. I mean, that's on you. Yeah. I, Ari doesn't know what a roller coaster is. <laughs> and then Hecate looks to everybody and says, well done. This is a very, very nice city. Thanks. Way better than what Hades and Zeus had crafted before. Thanks for your assistance. This is my pleasure. Yeah, those two have terrible like design aesthetics. And then Bindi walks around with you guys and she says, I'm very proud of you four. Thanks. You did well. I couldn't have crafted a better city myself. Ah, uh, I don't believe that. Well, no, I, there are too many fonts. I literally cannot do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. Yep. And then Bendy asks you, is there any dragon blood wine in any of those taverns? There sure ought to be. Excellent. And Bendy floats off towards one of the taverns on her magic hands to I mean, go search magic for some dragon and not blood real, wine. But <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the baths we took. There was one time. <laughs> that still bothers you? Yes, it does. I thought I was having a nice, relaxing, clean. Who knows what we were Magic. actually doing, just laying in some dirt. <laughs> and then Hecate looks to the four of you, and she says, it was a pleasure. Likewise. Hopefully, I'll see you at Cronus's. Yes. If not, best of luck on your tasks. And then Hecate begins to walk away towards the tree where Josira's portal is to go back to Aspasia. Oh, shit. We're stuck here. <laughs> no, you're not. We can just Josira's portal is still right there. Yeah. Dope. All right. You guys want to go back to Aspasia? Look for Martel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I walk towards the portal. Yeah. I go, I go, to the, I go portaling. Bendy, Bendy's probably going to be fine, right? Bendy will be more than fine. <laughs> She'll get drunk, wake up, and be like, oh, fuck, everybody left me. <laughs> nah, Bindi will be more than fine. You don't have to worry about yeah. Bindi. So, Jelsira ensures that your guys' portal remains open back to Aspasia. She goes through. I presume the three of you go through. Yes. The Indeed. three muses follow you. Electo oh. follows you. And the cargo's still on your shoulder. He never left your shoulder. Yeah, just being awesome. Yep. And you guys make it back to the old oak tree right there outside of Bindi's shop. He's my punta. Oh, from that anime. Cool. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, I, I suggest we head towards the Paladin Guild Hall in the hopes of seeing Martel there. And if he's not there, we'll find him somewhere. He's around. I'm sure he's around. Maybe. That sounds fine. I'm gonna follow your guys' lead. All right, okay. rock on. Yeah. Pop out the pop out. You know, Still taking the notes. Yeah, out to <laughs> yeah. the street. Where's my map of Aspasia? Head towards a uh, Paladin Guildhall. Yeah. Next thing we know, we're gonna start hearing songs about Ethereum. Ah, oh, there it is. Woo! That was almost a bad waste of good bourbon. Back to Aspasia. All right, the Paladin Guildhall is just south of the barracks, so it's like the furthest guild hall from behind Bendy's. Oh, okay. So we head that way. Yep. I assume we passed a rogues guild on the way then? Uh, yes, it would have been over here on your west. It's actually like, here's the rogues guild hall. Here is the paladin guild hall. What They're time like, of day is it? Right now, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. Game uh, time. Crafting okay. crafting Therium took some time. Sure. Because you were rebuilding a whole city. Sure. It was early As morning, and now it's like mid-afternoon. And Did you, you get to the paladin guild hall. Did you and want to stop? No, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. He won't be awake. <laughs> <laughs> he who? We mean he who? Dolos? Yeah. At the Rogues Guild Hall. You'd never find him at the Rogues Guild Hall anyway. Dolos doesn't oh, lead right. the Rogues Guild Hall. He the little girl. She could check in on that little girl. No, She's let's just let's just go to the Paladins Guild Hall. All right. Heading Nobody's to the awake Guild at the Rogues Hall. Guild Hall at two o'clock in the afternoon. Is the door open? <laughs> yeah. There are paladins on the side. They are having fights with shields and maces. There's a couple practicing their spells, casting, you know, holy radiant magic at dummies that are exploding in straw and wood, and they're laughing and having a good time about it. And inside the guild hall, looks like it always does. It's still the guild hall. You got the guild hall greeter there the long hallway, the tables and chairs to the left and the right. And the Paladin Guild Hall leader greets you guys. Welcome back. How can we be of assistance? Was Martel a paladin? Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was a paladin of Hades. <clears throat> yes, he was. 
Sounds like my kind of guy. So is Martel's it, dope. Is it the greeter talking to us? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hey, fella, is uh, is Martel in? You know he is. He's out back. He's sparring. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, we're going to go check in with Martel. Sounds good. Okay. You make your way through the guild hall, go out through the back door. Thanks. So we head that way out to the back door, checking out Martel sparring. And you do indeed see Martel sparring with Pan. Ah! Goat Pan? Uh, no. <laughs> Regular Pan. You Pan. Yep. Uh, the Pan that you guys know and love that you've adventured with before. And they look like they are in an intense duel. Like, Martel is a little bloodied, Pan is a little bloodied, half of his face is bruised where it looks like he took a warhammer to the head. Um, neither of them seem too concerned about it because they have, you know, a healing touch. They've got, you know, they could just heal each other up, lay on hands. So none of them seem too worried about it. You also see a, a beautiful woman sitting off to the side in a chair, um, quietly cheering for Pan. Uh, when I see those Do- two, I I involuntarily go ah, <laughs> and Martel looks over and he his eyes get wide and a big smile crosses his face and as he looks over to you, Pan hits him square <laughs> in the snout <laughs> with his warhammer and you hear a loud thunk and chung and echoing of metal on bone and teeth. That's why I said involuntary because I do that shit with <laughs> As a couple <laughs> scales get blasted off of Martel's snout and he goes flying into the ground <laughs> and he lands with the thud. The other paladins around begin to cheer. Ah, oh, yeah! <laughs> and then the woman that was sitting there stands up and she fist pumps in the air but then she takes a look of her surroundings and composes herself. Uh, this beautiful woman you two have seen before on more ask, than one yeah. occasion with Pan. So you two probably know who it is. It's Aphrodite. It is Aphrodite. Okay. Aphrodite. The three mm-hmm. ladies, the muses, they mm-hmm. leave your side and they go and make their way to Aphrodite. And then Pan raises one hand <laughs> up in the air, raising his warhammer. He lets out a large roar as he is wont to do, you know, because Pan always likes his victory shouts. And you guys actually feel the bass in his voice. It, it beats in your chest just a little bit. Um, and then Pan turns around to help Martel up, and Martel wraps both of his big fat arms around Pan's waist and picks him up in a big bear hug. And then Pan reaches around Martel and puts his little tiny half-elf arms around Martel's shoulders. And you guys see a golden and silver glow from each one of them. Uh, You guys know that Pan is using Lay on Hands and is healing Martel. Martel is using Lay on Hands on Pan. And their wounds begin to heal. Um, Martel's teeth straighten. His scales grow back. Pan's face stops bruising and the blood that was coming down from his cheeks and his lips and his nose like suck back up into his features. His eye that was ruptured and red <laughs> reheals and uh, looks like a normal eye again. I want to run over and bear hug him. Both of them? Yeah. You're big enough to do that. You <laughs> run up to them and you wrap your massive arms around both of them. And then Karga runs out from behind your cloak down your arm over to Pan and begins licking him on the cheek and the forehead. And uh, Pan begins to laugh and chuckle. Martel begins to laugh and chuckle. And Martel's like, oh, I have missed you guys. Yeah, Welcome back. Likewise. What brings you back to town? Well, we, we've, you know, finished up our, our task. And so, <clears throat> you know, we thought we might uh, do this uh, Dragonborn Necromancer thing. It might be time if, you, time if you've got time. Yeah, I have plenty of time. It's time. Yeah. Pan, you want to come? Pan's like, he looks back at Aphrodite. Remember that that crazy dragon? And then form? Aphrodite nods to him, like giving he has to her get blessing from his woman. Yes. Yes, he does. Because she is the one keeping him here in this town right. because he's back beyond the mist is where he's supposed to be. But because the gods and the relics have been restored, Aphrodite has more sway and her and Bahamut are on really good terms. Ooh. Really good terms. Yeah, Paladin is a, our <laughs> Pan is a Paladin of Bahamut. He's a fucking gangster. Uh, and then Pan looks at Martel and he's like, Martel, do you need help? And Martel says, the more the merrier, brother. Yeah. And then Pan 
lets go of Martel and hugs and embraces you. And then Martel lets go of Pan and hugs and embraces you. And then Martel headbutts you. Yeah. Uh, doesn't hurt though because yeah. he headbutts the skull of a dragon on the top of your cloak. And Martel looks at you and he's like, Where'd you get this cloak? Hephaestus. Oh, of course. He's the bestest. Who's your friend? Oh, this is Vince. Vince, this is Martel. Martel is a dragonborn paladin. He stands about eight and a half feet tall. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, his scales, what color were his scales? I forget what color Dragonborn silver? was. Uh, I think he was. Well, yeah, he was. He was. He was. Uh, he's a silver Dragonborn. So okay. his scales are silver, at least from what you can see of his scales. He is clad in plate mail mm-hmm. that is like a tarnished, polished black, with uh, a Hades emblem emblazoned on the front. Nice and. He's got long, sharp fangs. He's got a couple cuts over his eyes that could be healed, but it doesn't look like he wants to heal them. Battle scars. He's proud mm-hmm. of them. And he carries, what weapon does he carry? Oh, yeah, the cudgel. He carries Hades Mercy cudgel. He doesn't carry a shield. He just carries a cudgel strapped to his back. And standing next to him is a half-elf paladin standing at about six and a half feet tall. Over his right eye, there is a brand in the shape of a dragon that appears to glow with a silver and black lining, wearing beautiful, gorgeous silver plate mail with a bust of Bahamut burnt into the front that as the sun the sun reflects across it, it's, it looks like rainbow color, rainbow pattern goes over his armor. Uh, they are both very tall very imposing looking paladins that appear to be just the best of friends with Ari. Yeah, and this is Pan, who was mm-hmm. uh who is who has been in the past a, a good adventuring comrade of ours, a very good friend who's been on adventures with us before, but is now doing a different thing and hopefully coming on this adventure now. <laughs> I have completed all that Bahamut required of me for the time being. There are paladins of Bahamut all over across the lands back beyond the mist. There are multiple schools at this point in time. Well done. All over probably at least 10 different schools back beyond the mist that I can think of. I think it's only been 10 days. (laughs) For you guys, maybe. (laughs) Pan does look like he's aged maybe about a year, but he doesn't look any worse for wear. Cool. And then Pan comes over to Neith and picks her up in a big hug. Oh, he sees her. Yes, he can always see you. He was he was with you when you got the cloak. I know. He's a party member. He can always see you. So uh, you see Pan reach his arms around and hog space like in the air. And then you see a quick shimmer. And then there is Neith in her robe. And uh, he is embracing her. And he says, it's nice to see you. How have you been? We've been good. Nice. Uh, I heard that I have a sister on this side of the mist. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? You know, I know a little bit about her. I haven't heard anything bad. I just heard that she was here. So if you see her, tell her I said hello, and I can't wait to meet her. I will do that. I heard she pops up from time to time. As all good Halseans do. And then he lets you go. He doesn't give you a kiss because his woman is right behind him. (laughs) And he doesn't want to make the goddess of love and beauty jealous. He's got to stop slaying. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he does. <laughs> and uh, then he says, Pan says, yeah, I'm down. I owe the that dragonborn a thing or two. They tried to kill me. Hell and yeah. um, I wasn't there for the slaying of the first one. Wait, was Pan there for the slaying of the first one? No, he wasn't. Nope, Pan wasn't there. So. Nope, nope. But this one. But this one. I'll be happy to. And Martel says, yes, we'll go on this adventure. Nice. However, we're going to have to cross the border. Which border? The border between shit. Mexico? No. Canada? What were the two continents of this land? Eris and Enyo? Thank you. Into the border, into the Enyo lands. Yeah, think big circle, giant island. Kind of like Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, think like Australia, but more circular, and then 
down the middle, you've got one half is Eris and one half is Enyo. Okay. More I har- forgot about that. Thank you. I for- Eris and Enyo. And is Harmonia the whole thing? And Harmonia, Harmonia is, is the, the whole, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Yeah, the continent's Harmonia. And then there's two countries within the continent, Eris and the Enyo. Dope. I believe you guys have been to at least one of the villages on the Enyo side. Yeah, I believe so. It was that uh, fisherman's village where you guys mm-hmm. ran into that thief who stole your bag of holding. Hey, Vince, can you fly? Uh, no. Oh. No, I cannot. Well, it's good to know. There's a river. You guys have river horses? Right. Yeah. Shit, where's our horses? Back at Cronus's? Yes, our horses are at Cronus's. Being well taken care of, though. Yeah, of course. And then Pan says, shit, I don't have a horse. And then Martel puts his big, chonky dragonborn arm over his shoulder, and he says, brother, I'll get you a horse. And then Martel asks, or he says, give us a few hours. We need to procure some war horses. Um, where would you guys like us to meet? Yeah, Vince, do you have a horse? Uh, I can acquire one. Like I have a some, servant? <laughs> I have some money around. It shouldn't be a problem. Oh, okay, like buy a real one, not cast a weird yeah. spell? Oh, wait a second. I don't need a horse, Pan says. That's I like, can you summon my yeah. griffin. You don't need a and then horse. Martel stops for a second. He's like, oh, wait a second. I don't need a horse either. I will also summon my mount. Good thinking, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they turn back around and walk three steps back to the party. And uh, Pan Hold begins on. to pray for just a moment to summon his griffin mount. You guys have seen his griffin mount before. Hell yeah. Vince has it. I know. Okay. <laughs> so Pan summons a griffin that materializes out of thin air. Okay. It is a translucent blue and silver, and it looks like there is a spiraling galaxy inside his griffin. It is now dotted with beautiful silver stars, Ooh. and every once in a while inside the translucent body of the griffin, you can see something that looks like a wispy dragon flying around inside this universe inside the griffin. It's uh, it's just a representation of Bahamut yeah. now flying around freely in the, the inner universe of his summoned griffin. Nice. How, how are we going to get our horses? Well, Vince, we- I, I do want to let you know that you don't need to worry about a horse. I've got you. I've got a robe. I can take care of it. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot you had that robe. A robe? I've got a robe of useful items. How many patches are left on that thing? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I still have 10. Jesus. It came many, with 12. Too many patches. Yeah. Can and you, can and you no make, freaking rope. Can you make multiple horses? Because I don't know how we're going to get ours. Well, Jelly's dead. Couldn't. Jelly's not dead. I'm sorry, Isn't did, didn't like we have a waypoint portal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghost Iris is there. We can just portal over to Cronus's, and then once we get our horses, I can give him a horse. She's on autoplay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so is that what we want to do? Electo says I can get us there relatively easily. See, Electo can get us there. Oh, okay. Your girlfriend can get us there. Well, sure, yeah. I think and Aphrodite that. walks up to Pan and places a kiss on his cheek, and she says, I'll see you at the farm. And then he embraces her longingly. And then kisses her squarely on the lips, passionately. And Aphrodite blushes a little bit and composes herself and straightens her hair. And she begins to leave the Aspasia. And as she's walking, there is a scent of rose oil and lavender on the air. And as she walks, she disappears. Her body fades out of physical existence and leaves behind... Much like Hera's uh, after-teleporting effect, rose petals, and it looks like droplets of the moon just land to the ground and dissipate. That's cool. So pretty. It is. It is absolutely gorgeous. Cool. Right. So let's let's uh, get back to let's get back to Dad's farm. Absolutely. And then for the first time that you have ever seen, Vince, this unimposing little farm girl drops her farm girl guys and you see Electo, the Fury of Vengeance. You've seen this form once before and she brings her wings forward and then slices them down through 
absolute nothingness. You are familiar with this effect. You've seen it before, much like what the sickle does. Uh, and she cuts through space and time, and there is a little ripple and tear in the world, and on the other side, you can see Kronos' farm. You now know this is how she always gets back to Kronos' farm quickly. She can just cut through space and time and get there whenever she so chooses. Her wings are like the TARDIS. Nice. She this could do that much... the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is also much easier than during when you guys were all like level one, level two, having to like walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, babe. And then she walks through. I follow. And then Ari follows. The three muses get back to your back. Pan, come on. Yeah, follow through. Pan will wait for everybody else to go through. Pan and Martel will be the last two through the portal. Martel. I'll see you there, brother. All right. Uh, He kind of gives it a skeptical look. Martel has to summon his mount still, so it's going to take him just a few minutes. Come on, Neath. Pan hops on the back of his griffin. Can I see what's on the other side? Yes, it is Cronus's farm. Oh, so like I can see Ari in front of me putting yeah. out his foot as he tries to trip me? I'm not doing that this time. Okay. But yeah, you can see everything clearly on the other side. It's not like Jelsiris Green swirling portal. This is a cut in time. You can okay. see clearly what's I on the other side. I step through watching out for Ari putting out his foot. <laughs> I forgot Pan's mount. Her name was Persephone. She's so uh, pretty. Yeah. How did you forget about Persephone? Because I haven't played this character in a year and a half, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's all of But I, re- I remember writing, writing her stuff. That's down. And um, Jenna always called her Percy. Nice. So Percival is sitting. You see Pan climb on this massive, giant, mystical, ethereal griffin. And the griffin, you know, scratches into the ground, leaves claw marks in it, shakes its head and beak. A couple feathers fall off and dissipate into absolute nothingness. It's a spectral mount. Paladins get that spell. That's cool. Yeah. Are you going to go through the portal? Yeah. Because the three the muses are going to go through the portal. Yeah, I went through the portal. One of them will grab your hand and guide you through the portal. Yeah. And you, Martel, Unreal. and Pan are the only ones left on the other side of the portal, Neath. No, I said I went through it. Oh, you went through? Okay. Yeah, because I was I watching out for his leg, remember? And then Pan goes through, and then Martel begins to walk through. And as Martel begins to walk through... His body begins to lift up off of the ground, and there is a young dragon that is summoned under oh, him as his spectral mount. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just a young dragon. You can't discern a color from it because it's a spectral mount, but it's it looks a lot like Pan's griffin, the same ethereal color in the middle. Only the stars from the universe are like a violet and red, and swirling inside the body of the dragon looks like um, a constant flow of swirling lava. Nice. That you, that at least two of you have seen being in the underworld on more than one occasion. Nice. I assume Karga is now with Pan. Yeah. Karga never got back on your arm. He's riding on Pan's shoulder. Living his best Karga life. Karga and Pan have a bond. Pan saved him a long, long time ago, but didn't get to go back beyond the mist with him. But Matt, being the best, said, hey, Karga, come on. <laughs> they're like they're like that episode of Rick and Karga Morty with the dragons. First money. And then oh, Josira yeah. stops before she goes through the portal and she looks back towards the Druid Guild and she says, I'll catch up with you guys. Okay, good luck. Bye. And she walks towards the Druid Guild and then the portal closes behind you guys. Bye, portal. And there is no sound as the space and time begin to stitch itself up. Um, it begins like if your fingers were gates, they begin to intertwine and close up. And then you guys are standing on the other side there at Cronus's farm. There on Cronus's farm is Hephaestus tending to the horses with two of the other sisters. There is Hades there. There is Hecate there. There is... What's your goddess? Athena? Artemis. Athena. Athena. Athena is there. Kronos is there, tending to the farm. And Ares is there. Um, you see him coming up out of the mines, the iron mines that Jelsira wanted for some reason. <laughs> That's right. 
And <laughs> the three muses leave your side and go and co-mingle with the other gods. You guys can feel the weight of the divine presence on this farm. Usually it's just Kronos and one or two others, but now there is all of these other gods. Oh, Aphrodite is there as well. I go, oof, that's a lot of divinity. And everybody turns to you three, uh, five, you five, and they all greet all of you warmly. Your goddess comes up to you and she embraces you in a warm hug. Hephaestus comes up to you and sticks out his hand for a firm handshake. And if you go to shake his hand, he'll pull you in for a big hug. The three muses (laughs) beckon you over. You can hear singing on the wind. Only you can hear it. uh, And you feel... Uh, a draw or a lure to go over to them. Pan walks over to Aphrodite. He dismounts off of Persephone. And then Martel makes his way <laughs> over to Hades. What? Just the dismount off Persephone just gave me a very oh, different yeah. image of my head. Yeah, that's just what he decided to name his Griffin because yeah. he named her when she was summoned for the first time. That was a good day. Good day. Is Hera there? No, you don't see Hera. Oh. Uh... Is Jacob I was going to try to get you a cool little skill, but she's not there. Jacob? <laughs> yeah, or Ze- Zechariah? I don't know who any of those people <laughs> What are you going on about? But no, just your guys' gods are there with Hecate. And you also see Bendy. Wow. How are y'all doing? We're doing exceptionally well. Excellent. We're, we're on our way to, to go deal with a bad dragonborn necromancer dude. Oh. Oh. You Wait, know the one. Necro- we, we have to, you know, still build yes. up a little bit of some experience and skills and hone ourselves to take on such lofty endeavors oh, as you so are you challenging are with us. It. Oh, we're definitely going to do it, but we got to do this other thing first. We want to do this other thing first. Got to tie up a loose end. Well, that makes us very happy. Excellent. And then Dolos walks out from the front door of Kronos' farmhouse, <laughs> and he says, hey- Neith, nice to see you. Neith's cheeks get real red. <laughs> mm. And she's and like, Hi. she says, have you guys come to do what was considered? Have you come to commit? And then everybody's like, no, not yet, Dolos. They say in unison. <laughs> All of the gods in unison say, no, not yet, Dolos. And then there is, no, Dolos, not yet, Dolos. In time, Dolos, from the three muses <laughs> yeah. behind Vince. And then he looks at you three and Pan and Martel, and I forget there's five of you now, and he says, all right, come see me when you are ready, and we will start plotting and planning, and we will start looking for these pockets of Elysian, of the Elysian Fields. Nice. And then he walks back into Kronos' house, and then the other gods say, we do hope you see us again. And they all vanish and disappear back up to go fuck off and do whatever it is the gods decide to do. Uh, the three muses stay with you. Um, Aphrodite fucks off and leaves Pan's side. Hades turns around and walks away and does a backhanded wave thing that Hades likes to do, leaving Martel and Pan and everybody there. And Kronos stands up and he stretches and he's like, your guys' horses are well tended to. They've been taken care of. Feel free to take them as you need. Which which way to the uh, Enyo border from here? Oh, shit. West. Enyo was west, right? West. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kronos' farm wasn't that far away uh, from, from the, the border. From the Archmani- Acmonian, Ar- Wood. Acmonian Woods. And the Acmonian Woods is like cut in the middle. Uh-huh. Like with the that, river. With that, with that river going in the between. The river it. is the border nice. between yeah. the two. I'm glad so, you're here, Tepra. What? I'm glad you're here. I know. Yeah, like well, I created she, she the original. The world. Oh yeah, yeah. The original continent. The yeah. So season, season one, was one is. And then Kronos just points off in that direction, just that way, just through the woods over the river. Thank you. Yep. And then he goes back to tending the fields. Electo, you want to come with? No, I'll be fine here. Okay. I think with Martel and Pan and the three of you, I think you guys will be just fine. Oh yeah. Of course. And then she comes in for a kiss right on the lips, plants a very nice, lovingly smooch. We do that. And she goes into the house to tend to some house chores. Okay. I reach into my bag of holding and pull out my robe of useful items because I don't need to wear three robes at one time. Don't you, though? I mean, I've just got the cloak that I always need on. (laughs) 
For protection. I would get very hot. What level is pan? And I pull off a patch and throw it in the air that would do whatever I do to make it turn into what it's going to turn into. And it is a riding horse with saddle. It was very specific. Nice. (laughs) What about for the muses? Is it a big enough horse for four? I mean, I think that's up to our DM. (laughs) <laughs> no, the horse will not be, be big enough no. to sit four people. It's not a but mythical we giant know creature. That Persef- Number one, we know that Persephone can ride two. We know your horse can ride two easily. And then Martel's dragon. And then Martel's dragon can ride two. So, I mean, if they are if they even need to yeah, ride, if I don't even. even coming. Yeah, I don't know if they're coming or if they even need to ride or Raising. whatever. So, if they do need to, I think they're fine. So I could just cast my mansion spell and let everyone chill for a day who's not going with us. The Muses and Electo and Dolos will not be going. It will be you three, Martel, and Pan. Nice. So writing is covered. Okay, so I I do that and I take the reins of the horse and I hand them over to um to Vince and I look at him straight in the eye and I go, This doesn't mean I trust you. Oh, darling, I never would assume anything of the sort. And then I hand him the reins. She doesn't trust me either. Don't feel bad. She's known me longer. (laughs) Don't trust anybody. And Martel says, I think she trusts me, right? And I give him like a really straight Ah, look. Ah, that's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Oh, Martel. Martel is a cheery guy. Despite being a paladin of Hades, he's all smiles and fun. He's the best. All right, should we head off in that general direction? Yeah, I last tracked him down. Was Glovari? Was that in Enyo? Yes. Okay. I have that note written down, actually, the city of Sclovari. I'd say if we don't know exactly where we're going, I will cast the spell Find the Path and know exactly where we're going. Sclovari. You could if you, Sclovari. You could if you so choose. Sclovari. I'd say, do you all know our heading and where we're going? Sclovari. Hello. <laughs> Said Bacchus. Sorry, I realized that I hadn't re-upped my luck after our last rest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need that. Um, Slovari Stan. I, as Neath, do not actually know where anything is. I know where it's at. Chimes in Martel. Oh, excellent. All right, well, Martel seems to know, so let's just follow him. Lead on. I'll follow his lead. All right, and then Martel tops on his giant dragon. I go get mine. dragon. Oh, yeah. And then Pan hops on Persephone. You hop on your magic patched horse. Your guys' horses are still stabled. <laughs> you have a magic patch. So they need to be they need to be tacked and armored if you're gonna have them go in armor. Okay. All right. I go do that. I head over to the stable and I like reacquaint myself to my horse by like fighting an apple or something. Oh, your horses know exactly who you two are. Oh, okay, good. Their coats are beautiful, shine brightly in the sun. I give Anos some pets. And then Anos leans into it and puts the top of his head on your head and gives you like a loving little horse hug. How you doing, buddy? And uh, his coat looks better than it ever has since he's been here at the farm. The two other sisters um, are helping you guys with your armor and your saddles, helping you guys get your horses tacked up. These horses look immaculate. Ladies, well done. We fed them just the best fruits and vegetables and grains from our father's garden. They look so healthy and happy. They are, quite. That's, that's incredible. Well, just... They, that, that didn't include any weird magic fruit, did it? No. I mean, no more magic than Kronos is a titan. Oh, yeah. I've got some of that magic fruit still. <laughs> and we are primordial deities. Um, you guys have eaten our food here. You know what it's yeah. like. You know yeah. what happens when you the eat best. it. Well, I didn't know, you know if you imported anything. No, no, we don't import anything. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate what you have done for my steed. It's been our pleasure. Anos, and let's get you armored up, baby. I We're armor up on my an horse. Adventure. Tack up my horse. Excellent. Your horses get tacked and armored. I and... <laughs> Does mine get tacked and armored? Yours was just Yours saddled. was already there. Yours was already saddled. Oh, your okay. horse is not bred for armor. I, got I mean, a, unless you wanted to buy some armor for your horse. I got a giant war horse. It's badass. Yeah. I just got like some it's basic like leather armor. It's like a big giant black draft horse, right? Yeah. Like imagine the Budweiser draft horses, but like dark black 
with big toughy white fur coming off of above its hooves like with a Clydesdale. gorgeous yeah like a Clydesdale yeah and it was it was wearing like metal armor right yeah. it didn't have one horn that made it look like a unicorn yeah yeah right. big iron fucking chest plate and iron hoof guards strong horse big strong horse like it can carry him and somebody else and he is a big dragonborn like this horse is built for it looks like it would be a paladin's war horse okay mine's more of like a quarter horse with just some very basic leather armor almost looks like it'd be like camouflage it's made of quarters yes made of quarters what it's a quarter horse i'm not gonna get armor for my horse i'm gonna just ride mine on the saddle and everything but I'm going to stay towards the back. You will not be allowed to be in the very back. Martel will lead the way. Pan will be in the rear. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But just mm-hmm. towards the back. Pan likes to be in the rear. Pan will be your designated heel bot for this adventure. Nice. Martel will be your tank. Um, knee- Oh, well, then let me change my spells. No, just kidding. You're like, oh, I need, to need some <laughs> different ones ready then. Um, and Neith will ride beside Pan. Nice. Because she also nice. likes to be in the back. Rogues do it better from behind? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel pop up front with uh, Martel. Nice. Behind Martel. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You can ride up front with Just close. Okay, how wide is the road? So we as can, wide like, as it needs to be. It can accommodate. Fist bump It shit. can accommodate two wagons side by side. So it's about four horses wide. So two people can ride. Two people can be in the front. Two people can be, two people can be in the back. And then Vince in the middle. Yeah, we can just run So you were over. flanked by a paladin, <laughs> a rogue. You are protected in the front by two massive dragonborn, one monk in a cloak, another one in heavy-ass plate mail, one riding an ethereal dragon, the other riding a giant Clydesdale. Behind you is Paladin on, or Pan, the Paladin, in like covered in this glorious plate, riding a ethereal griffin, and Neith in the back, um, riding her horse. Perfect. And Martel says, we need to stop and see someone. She may have a lead on the necromancer's whereabouts. I love that. Let's do that. Let's and head out. he starts riding into the woods, deep into the Akmonian woods. You pass the shrine there, and none of the gods are with you guys. You know this shrine. You know this shrine. You guys have both been in this shrine. You saved Electo from the shrine. You were almost trapped in yep. the Elysian fields in that shrine. So. Make note of where the shrine is. It's in the woods, near mm-hmm. the woods. Yeah, it's near the farm near the in the Akmonian woods. Yeah. It was like right, like break, break right outside of the woods. Is it a shrine to a particular deity? Yes, it is a shrine to Artemis, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, it's a cool. shrine to Artemis, who was absent from the group of gods there at the farm. Ironically, and we're hunting someone. Okay, I'm going to circle it in my notes. And you guys have been on this path a couple times. You know exactly who you're visiting. Hell yeah. Bendy. No. No. <laughs> Not Bendy. <laughs> you guys are going to Adani's. Adani's. Her shield. Ben still has Adani's shield, actually. It's on his back. Nice. He never changed the shield. He still has Adani's wooden shield. Nice. It's a good shield. It's a good shield. It is a really good shield. Uh, it's a plus three AC shield. It's a no. magic Ooh. shield. Yeah, Penn had that really early in the adventure. It saved a lot of trouble and a lot of time for the party when he was the only tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was this like, was, you guys have one tank. You need some help. Yeah, this was a long, <laughs> long time ago when they were little baby adventurers. Are we gonna? Are we gonna get to Adonis? You are absolutely gonna make it all the way to Adonis. Oh shit! Is it that time already? Fuck me. So, um, you are walking through the Akmonian woods, trotting through relatively easily. There's no big spiders this time to trap anybody. Darn. There's no bandits, of course, because the blessing of the of the gods have been returned, so all walking paths are protected. And you guys make it into a clearing, and inside that clearing, you see Adani. We hope. And Adani is sitting there in the clearing with Hera. Ooh. Hey, what's up? And then Ariel's hi to Adani and Hera. <laughs> and then Adani and Hera look, and they turn around and they smile. Hera smiles at you guys lovingly like a mother would to a child. And then Adani waves, and then Martel waves 
really wildly, like uh, Happy Gilmore Wild Wave, not Happy Gilmore, um, Forrest Gump, when he was yeah. on the shrimp boat. Yeah, just like that. And <laughs> he dismounts off of his dragon and makes his way into the clearing where Adani and Hera are sitting. And then Pan dismounts off of Persephone, walks his way to the clearing. I get off of Anos. And then Karga jumps off of Pan's shoulder and runs on the ground like little hops running on the ground, like takes a little big jump and then glides a little bit and lands back down and continues to hop like a bunny or a little kitten or puppy would. Got to practice, you know. Yeah, he's still he's still very young. Exercise. He's a very, very young mm-hmm. bronze dragon. That's cool. He's bronze, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. Karga was a bronze dragon? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Are you going to dismount? Yeah. You're going to dismount? Yes. You're going to dismount? I'm going to take my hat first and like greet and then yes, dismount. Sweet. So everybody dismounts off of their mounts, dismounts off of their mounts, off of their horses and steeds and makes their way to the clearing where Adani and Hera are standing. And that will do us for this episode of Some Would Play. Listen next week as the party continues our adventure to Sklovare to hunt down a warlock that absolutely has it coming. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Some Would Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewoodplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at somewoodplay. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.